Symbols and Allegories of the Fellowcraft Degree. My brother, among the allegories peculiar to this degree is the most striking and important in that ceremony in which you acted the part of a man approaching King Solomon's temple. You came into its outer precincts, passed between the two pillars, climbed a winding stair, and at last entered the symbolic middle chamber. During this journey, you listened to what masonry calls the middle chamber lecture. This allegory is a picture of the inner meaning of initiation. The temple symbolizes the life into which a man is initiated. That which lies outside the walls of the temple represents what in masonry is called the profane world. Not profane in the usual sense of the word as being blasphemous, but meaning literally without the temple and signifies all who are not initiated. A profane is an uninitiated person, that is, one who is not and never has been a mason. The stairs you climbed represents the steps by which the life of initiation is approached. Qualification, petition, election, and the three degrees. There is a symbolism in the fact that the stairway winds. The winding stairway is one which tries a man's soul. He must approach it with faith. Nothing is clear before him but the next step. He must believe that there is a top, that if he climbs long enough, he will reach a middle chamber, a goal, a place of light. Thus the winding stair and the middle chamber are symbols of life and manhood. No man can see what he will become. As a boy, he may have a goal as he starts his ascent, but he may arrive at the middle chambers other than the one he visualized. A man cannot know whether he will ever live to climb all the stairs. The angel of death may stand just around the corner of the next step. Yet in spite of not knowing what is at the top, and in spite of the fact that a flaming sword may bar his ascent, man keeps on climbing. He climbs in confidence that there is a goal and that he will reach it. And if perhaps he does not, a mason has faith that if he never sees the glory of the middle chamber in his life, a lamp is set to guide him to one beyond his mortal gaze, and that house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. The pillars represent birth. When you pass between them, it signified that you were no longer a profane, but had now entered the circle of initiates, the middle chamber represents initiation completed. Once arrived there, the candidate receives the rewards for the ordeals and arduous labors he has endured along the way. He has arrived at his goal in this degree. It symbolizes the experience of every man who seeks the good life. By interpretation, it teaches us how the good life is found and may be explained by this example. 
Ignorance is one of the greatest of evils and is the chief enemy of human freedom. And enlightenment is one of the greatest of blessings. How does a man pass from ignorance to enlightenment? In the beginning, a man is a profane. He stands in the outside darkness. He is in that ignorance from which he would escape into the middle chamber of knowledge. How is he qualified? By having the necessary desire to learn and by possessing the required faculties and abilities. How does he find his way? By trusting to his guides, his teachers, who may be teachers in the professional sense, or they may be others who have found themselves learned that which the seeker needs to know or they may be found in books. What kind of path does the seeker follow? A winding path on which he must feel his way from step to step because he has never walked it before. It is an ascending path, laborious, difficult, for there is no easy road to learning. What is the door through which he can enter? It is the door composed of two pillars, which means birth. This signifies that knowledge must be one inside our own natures. Through what happens there, others may assist, but their assistance is limited. Each man must learn by his own efforts, and knowledge is never permanently won until it is made a part of ourselves. What are the rewards? They are found in knowledge, which is useful not only because of what it enables us to do, but because knowledge may be enjoyed for its own sake, like food or sleep or music. The value of enlightenment is represented by the temple, holy and sacred, holy because it is set apart from the word of ignorance, sacred because it has been won at a great effort by ourselves and at a great cost by our forefathers. By the same methods, a man wins all the great blessings of life. Religion, which is knowledge of God. Brotherhood, which is a life of fellowship grounded in goodwill. Art, by which we enjoy the beautiful. Citizenship, by which we participate in the benefits of community life. Science, by which we learn the nature of the world we live in. Literature, by which we enter into communion with the life of all mankind. A good life is one which enjoys the great blessings of life. You may say that all of this is commonplace. It is commonplace only in the sense that it conforms to the experience of wise men, everywhere and always. It is not common in the sense that all men understand it or follow it. For we are certain that many men do not understand it, or, if they do, 
They do not have the will or the courage to follow it, or else they do not honestly believe in the rewards of toil. Many young men are so impatient or indolent or self-assured that they refuse to submit to a period of training or apprenticeship. They rush into adult life with all its tasks and responsibilities, immature, without training or knowledge or wisdom, trusting to their luck. This belief that the wholesome things of life can happen by chance or good fortune is a fatal blunder. The satisfying values of life, spiritual, moral, intellectual, and physical, cannot be won by luck like a lottery prize, nor can they be dropped into a man's lap by accident. Rewards come only from toil, and even then only by changes in our own natures, which are often painful and costly to make. Such is one meaning of your allegorical entrance into Solomon's temple as a candidate in the second degree. Other symbols and allegories in the degree may be interpreted in the light of that meaning. The degree as a whole becomes a living pattern by which to shape and build your life, to gain maturity, not only in the lodge room, but in the world of human experiences of which the lodge room is but a symbol.